Hello everybody out there! This is Z, your editor for Phanthropological, and I'm just coming to you before the show to let you know that there were some issues with the audio tracks in this episode, so the quality varies a little bit. For the first 12 and a half minutes, I used the uh, call that we record as a separate syncing track. Throughout the rest of it, I synced things up as best as I could. Nevertheless, it's a fantastic episode, and I hope you really enjoy it. Thanks very much for listening. Here's the show. Live from the next cast, Phantopological of the Suit, we're talking about fantasy football. and welcome to episode 16 of Phantopological, where we look uh, from the fan side out at uh, different uh, communities and fandoms across the internet, and sometimes in the real world today, we'll be talking about fantasy football. I'm Nick G. Here with me to do that are my two best friends, Nick T. Hello. Uh, Nick Z. Hey. And we also have with us today two special guests uh, to talk about their, their love of fantasy football. Uh, artist, blogger, writer, and fantasy footballer, Laura. Oh, hi. <laughs> I got distracted by all the titles. <laughs> um, also enthusiastic fantasy footballer and noted booktuber, Rebecca. Hello. Welcome, guys, and thank you for Mipsa to talk about something that, uh, that none of your online presences seem to cover. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so as, as G mentioned, we're talking about fantasy football today, and uh, as usual, we, we give a little bit of an introduction to that to the subject, even if it's usually self-evident from the, the name. Fantasy football is a game of skill, in which case uh, the participants uh, usually um, set up virtual teams that correspond to real-world teams and uh, are awarded points based on how the real-world teams uh, succeed or fail. Um, there are usually two kinds of fantasy football, traditional, which is mostly run by amateurs, um, which usually runs for an entire season or many seasons, and daily, which is an accelerated version that, that runs daily. Um, that's like the quick getting into things, but the more interesting part, as we have special guests today, is getting to the why of, of fantasy football. So I'm going to start with a really open-ended question, which is uh, to the two of you. Why are you fans of fantasy football? It's sort of a hard question to answer because at one point in our lives, both neither of us liked football. And it's sort of grown because we have friends that were into it and then we sort of got pulled into that community and it's grown from there. I think when you have people around you that enjoy it as well, it's a lot easier to sort of figure out like, all right, this is this is something I could be into yeah. because at one point in my life I was definitely not a football fan. <laughs> yep, I agree with that. I hated football. But for me, the most important thing is that with fantasy football, it makes pretty much every game you watch important. There's always someone you're rooting for, whether mm -hmm. they're on your team or you've just picked a team to win for your pool that week. And so... You know, if you, if you like a sport and you have a favorite team, you know, one out of 16 games is the game you care about. But if you have a fantasy football team and you have players that span all the teams, then suddenly every single game is important. 
and every single game is exciting. And and then for me, that's what makes a huge difference is that I can watch the games and have an, be invested in each one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that that's what I was going to say when I was uh, when I was looking this up because like there aren't like compared to other sports, there aren't that many football games a year, right? No, no, it's the shortest. There are 16, really? 16 games a year, and it's in the regular season, in playoffs, yeah. So it's a yeah. pretty short season compared to hockey and yeah, baseball. So as you said, if if you got your one team, that's not a lot of football that you're watching, or at least enjoying, I guess. Right. At all. But with fantasy football, what I've said here is it turns a sport into a game. So you have like based on how you've drafted vested interests in almost all, all teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's interesting about football is as opposed to opposed to other sports, is that pretty much all the games are on one day of the week. So we have a group of people who are all in our fantasy football pool, and we get together every week and just watch football because Sunday is football day. And so for that day, we, we don't really do anything else. That's we what just, we do. Yeah, we just <laughs> sit around, we get snacks, and we watch football. And it's nice to just have that one day of just not doing anything else, not really using your brain. Because <laughs> <laughs> watching football does not take a lot of brain power. No. I assume you don't have the sound on on all of them. Uh, yeah, we watch, um, we subscribe to NFL Game Pass, um, which gives us access to every single game. And you can put four games on the screen at a time. So we usually wow. four up and then we'll have one where the sound is on. And if something exciting happens in one of the other games, we'll I'm going to admit, I didn't look this up, but do you know why they're all on the same day? No. No. <laughs> because, because often multiple games are happening at literally the same time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's always a few happening at yeah. exactly the same time. Like we'll usually have six or something in six the Six at like one o'clock, yeah, and then there'll be four around 425 or, yeah. you know, 405. They, they stagger them a little bit at the four o'clock, but yeah, yeah, there's usually like six games happening at one o'clock. Yeah, which is really nice for us because... There are periods in football games that nothing is really happening. There's a lot of starting and stopping. Yeah. And so we can just switch between the six games with Game Pass and um, keep things moving. Yeah, <laughs> keep it interesting. Keep it just, yeah, so we're always interested because we're invested in every game. Each game is, is exciting. Do you have anyone in your league who doesn't watch football? No, no, I don't think so. No, we have people that don't, can't make it every Sunday because they don't live where we live, but they, you know, follow along because they are making their picks every week. They have to put players on the bench when they get injured. They have to make sure that any players on by are, you know, taken care of. So it's it requires watching the games yeah. and being aware. It requires weekly attention. You, yeah. can't just, you don't just pick your players and then sit for the rest of the season. Like every week you have to set up your lineup and yeah, You can players. do that, but then everyone hates you and kicks so. you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, well, that's another, another good, good point about like how fantasy football affects the watching of football is that it, it's no longer passive. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. no longer, well, who won? Like yeah. you, you have, you have to react to everything that happens every week. Yeah. yeah. And even on the days when there aren't any football games, there's still always news coming out. So it requires you to be aware on the days when there's absolutely no football happening, which if you love football is great because it keeps, you know, the week interesting because there are only three days a week where there are games happening. Mm -hmm. 
but there could be like injuries or trades or yeah or, or weird other things that i can't think of at the moment suspensions okay. a, a sort of oh, right. face in the locker room that happened yeah <laughs> sorry a, a quick little thing that i was looking into while while you two were talking about uh the games being on the same day uh, I think the reason, based on my quick research while we're doing the podcast, that everything is on the same day is to maximize ratings. Uh, it sounds like, for example, some teams actually uh, have certain media coverage. Like the NFL has policies with different teams and different media networks about which games can be aired on the same network. Oh. So it's all about ratings and maximizing people in the stadiums, which makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, based on what we know about football, that makes absolute yeah. sense. And there's certain blackouts that, that we get on Game Pass. They're better about it this year. But as Canadians, there's some games that we aren't allowed to get. Like, I think the primetime games, because they're being broadcast in Canada, so they don't want you. Yeah. They want to take uh, eyes away from the Canadian yeah, They want you to watch it on TV for the, some reason instead of... Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> It's weird that what you have is like from the NFL and they can't do that. Yeah. It's yeah, because it must be some sort of agreement that they have with that particular TV channel in Canada. Like, yeah. okay, you guys will get all of the views, all of the people will see your commercials. Yeah. 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 I find that I find it really interesting that it's uh, like that all the games happen on pretty much the same day. Um like, do you know, T, from your quick research, how far back that goes? Like, has that just been the case as long as the NFL has been a thing? Or Oh, gee, let me look back in my... I'm browsing <laughs> Wikipedia right now, research. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem to reveal a lot of information. Okay. But I'm sure there there is a very interesting book written in some library that tells you exactly, <laughs> like, the history of the NFL and its relation to uh, television. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. actually a very fascinating read about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I bring that up is because apparently... Um, in 1985, football overtook baseball as the most watched sport in the States. Interesting. Yeah. Does that include college football? It, it probably NFL? does. And that because might college football work. is huge in the, in the South, especially. Yeah. In the South. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Baseball is just on constantly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the other thing, too, is when you have... I think it's 162 or something games in baseball. There's a lot of games each season for each team. Yeah. They don't mean as much. Like near near October when, when the playoffs are coming, the games start to matter. But at the beginning of the season, it's, it's one game out of, you know, almost 200. Whereas when you only yeah. have 16 games, every single game is so important. Every yeah. single game matters. Is it... Is it basically like a round robin? Does each team face each other team once or something? No. Oh, okay. They don't uh, have enough time to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> there. So we, for example, are Houston Texans fans. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> They're super good. So many people questioning our choices in life right now. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Um, but we are fans, and we wanted to see them. And the closest city NFL team is Buffalo, and it took us two years, three years to wait until they came up to Buffalo. And we got lucky in a way yeah. that we were even able to see them because they don't consistently face 
each other every year. Yeah. So it's kind not, of like I a lucky. They're even in the same conference, right? I'm not even sure. But I, I mean, if you're are, in the same division, you, you will play all of the teams in your division. There's four teams in yeah. each division. So you, you will play, play, you'll play them twice. Yeah. But any other teams outside of your division, you may or may not play them in a year. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know, Rebecca, you said uh, before when you were getting into it, did you get into it specifically because of fantasy football or did you just know other people who liked football and then after the fact went to fantasy football? Fantasy football wasn't the immediate start, but there was like a version of it that we were playing. It's like the simpler baby version of fantasy football before I kind of knew the NFL and knew the players. We did a version where you would just pick each team that you thought would win for all of the games each week, which is a great way to get started because Although you you don't know all the players, so they don't mean anything to you yet. And then what you can kind of watch some games, you maybe find a team that you like, which is a good place to start. And then you start figuring out which teams are good and which teams aren't so good. And you get better at making picks. And then eventually, after a couple of years of doing that, we moved to the actual fantasy football that people think yeah. of where you choose players. Yeah. So. Still, some of us still do the the one where you just pick the the winners because it's it's easy and it's easy to do and you the way the pool is set up is you can if you have the best record for the week you win money regardless of your overall ranking so every week even if you're at the bottom of the standings you still get a chance at winning Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's another one that it's really nice and easy to do and it definitely gives you a vested interest in every single game because you've picked a winner for each game so you know who you're rooting for no matter what which is nice i've always wondered why people like teams that are not the teams that are near them it's just a thing like, yeah it's so but, but hard like, to explain well and it, it's it's one of those like, things i think whereas if you grow up in a city that has a team that's usually your team but if yes. your team doesn't have a team, then it's you're open to pick whatever team you want, and distance doesn't matter because, you know, there's nothing that's really super close to us except for Buffalo, and Buffalo is a pretty lame team to be a fan of. So <laughs> <laughs> we weren't gonna pick Buffalo. <laughs> Sorry for all Buffalo fans, but they're just not very interesting. Um, they're like not bad enough to be interesting, and they're not good enough to be interesting. <laughs> that's my opinion of Buffalo. <laughs> As a team, as a football team, <laughs> not I mean, insulting Buffalo, the city. D- does Detroit still have a team? <laughs> Who? Detroit. Yep. Yeah, they, they have the Lions. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they're not that much further than Buffalo. No, that's true. Yeah, but, but also not super interesting, I guess. I think if you have to travel to see your team anyway, you might as well just pick whatever team interests you the most, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, after after the first season of me actually watching football, you just sort of find a team that you like, and it might be the how their maybe how their year played out, or you like you start liking certain people on their team, or if you're really into it, you start paying attention to like what they're doing in terms of trades and things like drafts that, drafts, picks. You like their coach, whatever. For some reason, the Houston Texans appealed to us. <laughs> <laughs> the very first. I can tell you why I'm a Houston Texans fan, actually. The very first year that I was in the first pool where we only had to pick the winners, the first day of football, I watched every single game, and I picked the team that, and I didn't know anything about football, 
but I picked the team that looked the best to me, and that was the Houston Texans, and they did really well that year, and now they're terrible. But <laughs> I'm now a diehard Houston but Texans fan. Now you, have, now you have the built-in loyalty from that one time you picked the best team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the true test of a football fan is somebody that sticks through yeah. the hard times. Yeah, and I think what happened is they, they made it to the playoffs. They won their division that year. They did really well, and the next year they were supposed to be Super Bowl favorites, and they won two out of 16 games. Yeah, they went two season. and 14. Yeah. That was the year I watched. Yeah, that's <laughs> you became a Texas fan. Yeah, that was the year I became a Texas fan. <laughs> Is it not the Detroit Lions who were the last ones to have the, quote, perfect losing season? Yes, I think they did. Yeah, the 16 0. Yeah. Cleveland tried really hard this year. <laughs> they, they won one game, unfortunately. <laughs> the lesson is be notable, no matter what it's for. I was watching the game where they won, and they won it on a field goal at the end of the game. And so, you know, this kicker who has all the pressure, and the crowd just cheered as if they had won the Super Bowl. It was great. Like, it was just one win <laughs> out of 16. It was yeah. the second last game of the year. <laughs> And it was so fun to watch. Yeah, their Twitter, I saw like a screen cap of their Twitter feed and they were so excited. They're like big, you know, W and everything like celebrating. Yeah, like they had won like the, you know, division title or something like that. It's endearing in a way. Yeah. Do you think that that like that sort of element of unpredictability sort of, you know, even if your team has lost every game that it's been in, except for like game seven out of the season so far? And they come back from nowhere and win. Do you think that makes it more interesting to be part of like a fantasy football league rather than just a, a watcher? Yeah, there's always a chance. Yeah, you're never. You might think you know it's it's the Green Bay Packers playing Cleveland, and by all counts, Green Bay should win by a lot. But every once in a while, you know that game yeah. will go the opposite way, and it happens in other mm-hmm. matchups as well. So it's really exciting. I mean, in our case, the Houston Texans beat the Indianapolis Colts uh, twice this season. First time that's ever happened that those wow. teams have played each other. And like that was a big deal because yeah. it's never happened before. It wasn't supposed to happen. So that's like <laughs> one of those versions where it, it can happen. Yeah. And especially in the in the pool where you only pick the winners, the upsets are often a lot of fun um, yeah. because you can be going into to Monday night games, which are usually the, the last games of the week. And if you're tied for first that week, because you, you can see the results up to that point, or say you're, you're down by one, it might be better to switch to the underdog because you know mm-hmm. the person in the lead is going to be going with the, the almost sure pick. And yeah. the only way you can really catch up is to take the kind of random pick. And so there's some strategy there um, that makes it kind of fun. And then, of course, you usually switch and your team gets crushed. And, <laughs> well, <laughs> things happen like they should. Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while. Yeah. Taking things on a, on a bit of a different bent, I was wondering... So one of the things I find really fascinating is people are often fans of all sorts of different things, um, more uh, not just like fantasy football. I was wondering for either of you if your interest in fantasy football, which didn't initially stem from an interest in football at all, how that's kind of affected your interest in other sports or other fantasy leagues. Um, well, I was actually in hockey fantasy pools since I was I, probably like 15 
Um, so I've been doing hockey and hockey was always my sport and that's what I watched. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I tried a baseball pool one year when the Jays were supposed to be really good and were terrible. (laughs) Um, this was before they were actually good. And so it's kind of funny because other than basketball, which I just can't stand, um, Football was my second last of the the major four sports. Like, I always thought, you know, I like hockey first, then baseball, then football, then basketball. And now it's football first all the way. Even though I'm Canadian, even though hockey, like, I still like football the best. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think it's that thing where, you know, if you're a hockey fan, there's games every night. And you kind of have to set aside time to watch those games every single night. Whereas football, it's it's one day a week that we spend. Set up perfectly. Yeah, it's it's a really comfortable sport to be a fan of in a way. If that makes I mean, sense. I mean, if you're worried about about your own patriotism, you could always join a CFL fantasy league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are people in our fantasy football group that like the CFL, and they will talk about it, and we'll just sit there and stare at them. Yeah, <laughs> we know nothing about the CFL at all. Yeah, like we can maybe name a couple teams, and it's well, there's only a couple of teams. Yeah. In the league, really, to be fair, they're all the Rough Riders, right? But yep. it doesn't. Uh, doesn't go there's on. also the Argonauts. There's yeah. eight teams, I think. There's the I, I I won't list them all the one wants to look them up. <laughs> Eight or nine teams, like, but it's just not a very interesting league in my opinion. I feel like there are like non Canadians who like who love the CFL for some reason. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I think I think there are slightly different rules. There yeah. are the like, number of players on the field is different and the number of downs. So you have ten yards to to you have to get your ball 10 yards. And in the NFL, you have four downs to make those 10 yards. And then you get another 10 yards. And that's how you walk your way down the field. And then the CFL, I think, is three downs. And there's mm-hmm. rouges, which I have no idea what they are. But I and know the they're there. the size of the actual field is, is different. Is different. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely differences there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ball is bigger in the CFL, I think. Mm-hmm. The ball is different. Yeah. All stuff that I'm sure makes some people claim it is the only real football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have fans in, in odd places, <laughs> as does any sport. But <laughs> um, I get, I read the Wikipedia article on fantasy football, American fantasy football. Um, one thing that was notable from it is that it seemed to talk about economics an awful lot. Hmm. Are you now more interested in the state of the economy having been in a, a fantasy football league? No. No. Yeah. I think it's I think it's mostly down to, to the peculiarity of whoever it was wrote the article, but it was really weird. Yeah. Probably. I, I, yeah. I read that article too on Wikipedia and I kinda got the impression that they were the person writing it was trying to trying as hard as they could to make it clear that it is a game of skill rather than just of luck. I think that as with any fandom and things, there are the people who do it on on a level for them that it's it's fun and and then and then there's the people who take it to kind of the next level where mm-hmm. it becomes almost an obsession and they they overanalyze it and mm-hmm. Cause Cause yeah that's definitely a big culture in, in football too because you are picking players every week and there's a lot of stats yeah. you can you can go through and we are not that level no and i don't really want to be that level no it's it's too much time we yeah. both have other things we enjoy so yeah. <laughs> 
It's not all well, about fantasy all the time, but when the like, season, but we get excited, you know, when when August rolls around and we know it's only a couple of weeks until fantasy starts, we do get excited. Yeah. And like even even crunching crunching numbers and pouring over all the stats like every single day doesn't necessarily guarantee you that you're going to win either. No, your guy could like the the Oakland um, Raiders now maybe the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, <laughs> their quarterback the the week. Two weeks before the end of the season, broke his leg, and it just completely screwed their chances. Yeah, and then they played Houston in the first game of the playoffs, and they lost because they had to use their third string quarterback, and he'd never played in an NFL game before. And so, I'm sure, like, you, I'm sure you guys are very happy about that. Yeah, we were quite pleased. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's happened. Happened. You can draft, you know, first overall. Um, drafted a player who's projected to do super well and all his stats say he's going to do super well and then his leg falls off. Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> you drop it when you pick up someone else. Yep. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a heading in that article about wasted productivity hours. About Something how like people six. at work yeah. will manage their team. I mean, that's true of like literally every, any interest. I yeah. don't know why that was in there. Yeah, I um, I don't do that. But I mean, I'm not super obsessed with it either. I usually check my team on Wednesdays before because Thursday night is generally the first game, and so mm-hmm. I'll check my team on. But it, but if you work a desk job and you got your cubicle and That's everything, true. it's pretty easy to sneak up, yeah. go on ESPN and I guess check I out don't your work fantasy a regular desk jobs. So. <laughs> yeah, it certainly makes sense that there would be a lot of people who spend a lot of time pouring yeah. over facts and trying to get their lineup just right. Yeah. One one thing that was also notable from the article is Peyton Manning being really salty about fantasy football fans. <laughs> Peyton is his this, own brand of interesting. Yeah. This is this is this is, his, this is his impression of a fantasy football fan. Hey, great game last week. Yeah, but we lost. But you threw five touchdowns, and that's all I need from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he says. Well, there's there's a quarterback named Blake Bortles who is on the Jacksonville Jaguars who are terrible. I think they won two games, two or three this mm-hmm. season. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> They're in Houston's division, which is great because we get to beat them twice a year. <laughs> but he's really not super great. But what ends up happening is by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, his team is so far down that the other team's defense doesn't really have to try. And so he ends up getting a lot of points because he's he's throwing so much to try and come back, which is they're never going to. They're always so far out of reach. And the other team doesn't really care because they know they're so far out of reach. And it's called garbage time. Yeah, it has its own term. Yeah. <laughs> and he is he was third, I think, in our uh, in points in our football Which is crazy. Year. And guess who had him? Me. <laughs> and guess who came last? <laughs> Me. <laughs> But yeah, he he has his moments where he pays off because when it's you know fourth quarter and they're down by twenty, Bortles is throwing that ball every pass, and I am racking up the points. <laughs> and so yeah, it, the the fantasy side of it doesn't necessarily reflect the the wins or because the stats don't say you know at least in our well I'm sure you could set it to say fourth quarter stats as opposed sure. to fourth quarter yeah. stats, but. Our pool doesn't care. Yeah. You can get very specific. That's another thing about fantasy football is not only can you just be a fantasy football fan, but you can sort of mold your fantasy football group to be as intense or not as intense as you want. So you can add different numbers of players to your team and have the points be weighted differently as well for defensive versus offensive players. So there's a whole level of how intense you can get just there as well. 
There were, there's, there's a list of like so many different ways to structure your league that I got bored reading. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> yeah, we, neither of us are league managers for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't deal with that. We talk about the rules every at the beginning of every season when we do the draft. We have a little rule discussion to, and what happened the first year we did it is that we vastly undervalued defensive players. So your quarterback would get 20 points in a night, and your defensive player, if he had a good game, would get maybe two. And so we had to up the the points for the defensive players because we wanted to keep having them. You know, you pick our our favorite, my favorite player is a defensive player. Um, And so, you know, it's nice to have that interesting side of it because a lot of people don't know the defensive players' names really. And they're much more focused on quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to adjust that. And I think we're going to have to adjust it again. Yeah, you have to make tweaks every year. Yeah. The only prior experience I had had hearing about fantasy football was actually on what's the show called? Last week tonight? Last week this week? Mm-hmm. Last, oh, last week did, tonight? Yeah. When, yeah. He, when he did the bit on uh, on I think mostly daily sports, daily fantasy ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DraftKings and and mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering, you know, being on the in- inside, what your impression of of sites like that has been, or or what your fellow fantasy football fans impressions of sites like that have been we're not neither of us do it yeah i think that's kind of getting into the more like either you kind of like gambling in a way which is the discussion (laughs) that was had on last week tonight but if you're if you kind of like doing that stuff you like placing bets a bit or and that's that might be more your thing or you're a really intense fantasy footballer we're i think just kind of slightly below that level but there are people in our group that do it they have done it Mm -hmm. and i think part of it too is that some people want to make the money on it, you know, and that's part of the thrill. Yeah. For me, the reason I play fantasy sports, like the reason I started the hockey pool and the reason I started the baseball pool and definitely the reason I started football pool is that it makes watching the sport worth it for me. So I'm not in a pool to gamble and win money. I'm in it because it, it, the value in it increases the the value of the sport to me. Mm Mm-hmm. So to me, the, the, I mean, our football pool, we don't even have money yeah. um, <laughs> values to it because we're so casual about it. But the other pool that I was in did. And the reason I pay the $50 every year is because I get that back in the amount of enjoyment. Like I'm paying $50 to enjoy the sport for the entire season, which I do. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. has their, their reasons for why they're in fantasy. And for some people, it's the monetary aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating that, like, football itself is not, like, I'm sure things have changed in the sport in the last however long it's been around. But it, it's, like, the same game, but, like, people have added stuff onto it to make it a completely different experience. And so you get completely different stuff out of it. It's like clay. And people have made their own things out of it while, while it's, it stays relatively the same. Are you guys just in one pool? Uh, I'm in two so I'm in the, the original one that I was still in, that I'm still in that one. And then we're in our own, which is our, our small group of friends. Yeah. I'm just in the small group of friends one. As I said before, I did start off doing the one where it was just the teams. But for me this year, I didn't get the enjoyment that Laura got out of, you know, paying the $50 and seeing your chances. So this year I just opted to do the, our own little football pool. And I like that. Yeah. So even within our group, people do different things. So, yeah. and I mean... One thing I like about it is that we may not know everyone directly in our pool, but someone in our group of friends knows the people in our pool because there are some 
I've been in some pools where people can be jerks about it and be too intense. I can see how that could very easily happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and people can be too intense about it. And I'm like, I, I'm just here for fun. I just want to, you know, enjoy the sport and pick some players and stuff. And and we have people who certainly spend more time than we do in our pool, but they're, they're very nice about it. And, and yeah, when you join our pool, you know what sort of level of intensity we're looking for. Yeah. So we are not the, yeah, we, we don't allow jerks. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> we kick you out of your jerk. <laughs> we have that power. This is why we want to have people in there that we actually know, or like maybe we don't know them directly, but somebody else in the pool, it's their friend. They've met them face so to face and hung out vouching, with them. Vouching for them or like, yeah, yeah. Know, like mm-hmm. this person would be a good fit kind of thing. Yeah. Cause after a certain mm-hmm. point you want, you know, more people in your fantasy pool means more options for matchups and whatnot, which is Fun, but you don't want to have it be so large that you're letting in people that you don't really know, and therefore it increases your chances of having somebody you really don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you don't feel the need enough to grow the pool to bring in people that you don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are in your pool? Eight this year, right? Yeah, that's oh, not bad. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, it is. It, it is small. We're mm-hmm. you know we definitely would like to have more people in there, yeah. but it's. There's not a ton of people around this area that we know that are big into into football. Yeah. I think if maybe we lived in a different area of the country or if we lived in the, you know, US, maybe that would help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's it's hockey around here more so than anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I'm going to join a hockey pool next year though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big big hockey pool. You have lots of hockey to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I really like about sports and football especially is I tend to put it on and then work on something, um, something that doesn't require a whole lot of, so I usually draw or paint yeah. while I'm watching football because it requires my, my hand concentration, but not my, my brain and my, like I can look up and, and every time I hear the announcers get excited, I, I glance up and see what <laughs> happens. And so, yeah. And if there's a really good game, then you can like really focus on what's happening yeah. and you can push the paintbrush aside and yeah, really pay attention. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cause like we had mentioned before, football has a lot of stops and starts. There's a lot of downtime in football. So it's usually pretty essential to have something else with you, whether it's your laptop open and you're looking at fantasy football stuff or which we do as well. We actually do. Or it's like the totally opposite spectrum. Like you're drawing or painting while watching. (laughs) Or if you're in a room, I'm sure everybody's talking and yelling constantly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we tend to be the yellers. We do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get really excited we, about stuff sometimes. Yeah, we, do. we get we get quite loud. And uh, I don't know if I've ever heard you yell. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, you should come over one of these Sundays next year oh since God. the season's basically over. But <laughs> come over when the Texans are playing. Yeah. Oh, it's usually when the Texans do something. Good. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, is the Super Bowl as big? to you guys as it is to like the football season in general it's pretty high up there yeah but in the past few years that we have been doing fantasy football i would say it gets built up a lot it's such a cultural thing now that it's even if you're not a a football fan you watch it even if it's just for the commercials and so in your mind you're like oh this game is going to be the best game of the year and there's going to be so many cool things and that's rarely the case it's usually not a very good game um yeah it's Because there usually aren't that many really good football games. Like, generally, one team just controls the game and they win. I mean, there's there's quite a few each week that, that'll be really close. But if you think about, you know, there has to be 
there's only one game and one team usually just wins can the kind Super of dominate. Yeah. So yeah, and that often happens in the Super Bowl too. Will there either be blowouts or they'll score like zero? Like it's it's a defensive really, battle and nothing yeah. happens. So, so you know, I have high hopes this year. Hopefully, you know, it will be good. But at and the it same also time, I think depends what teams are in. I mean, even though we're in fantasy and we pick a team each week or like each game and we have players on all teams, we all have teams we like more, and we all have teams mm-hmm. we dislike. Rebecca hates the Cowboys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not a Pats fan. The Pats are in the Super Bowl this year, and so are the Falcons. I like the Falcons a lot, so I'm definitely rooting for them, and I'm really looking forward, because I don't think they've even been to the Super Bowl since 1998 or something it's like that. It's been a while, yeah. whereas the Pats are there like every other day, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, come on, Pats, just let someone else win. Stop <laughs> deflating the balls. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, so, and the one year, uh, my brother is a diehard Ravens fan for no reason, except that when he played, um, what was the NFL game for the old one? It's like, for Tech like, Mobile? Blitz, NFL. maybe NFL Blitz? Blitz. Oh, NFL Blitz. Yeah, That's when he used to play that at his friend's house, the Ravens had a really good defense. So because of that, he picked <laughs> the Ravens, and that year the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. So he, he lives in Vancouver, and he flew out here. And we watched the Super Bowl together because, you know, it was his team and he was super into it and they won. And so, you know, that was just, to him, that was the greatest thing ever. And so, you know, if, if the Texans ever, which they won't, but if they <laughs> ever make it to the Super Bowl, that's going to be a super exciting game and then they'll lose because they disappoint me all the time. But, <laughs> you know, so it depends what teams are in and it depends that the matchup is. And I, this one, it could be good, but it could be a blowout too. Yeah. Either way, really. I mean, the Falcons beat the Green Bay Packers by, like, crazy amount. Like, the score was was really, really big. So maybe that could help yeah. them in terms of going up against the Pats. Yeah. yeah. But, I so, mean, the Pats are the Pats, right? You exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. In, like, fantasy terms, there's only so so many players that you're going to have on the two teams that are in Super Bowl, Most right? fantasy leagues stop in the regular season, I think. Oh, ours yeah. ours did. Okay. So we've been finished since... I guess the last four weeks, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Once you get into playoffs, a lot of fantasy leagues will stop just because not all the players are playing anymore, and it just makes it so oh, much so harder. It kind of it shuts some people. Yeah. Out, so. yeah, they might they might sort of switch gears and do like bets on the game though, like yeah. an actual monetary or bragging rights, but probably more likely monetary. Like, okay, if these two, if these playoff games, who's going to win? Because there's a lot less of them, so it's a lot easier to actually put out five, ten dollars on a game yeah. if you want to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they'll probably do that with – there'll be plenty of teams doing that with the Super Bowl as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely lots of bets in the Super Bowl. But, mm-hmm. but we'll nice watch guys. it. <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching it. <laughs> yep. So how many years have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing since – this is my third season. So then it's my fourth. Yeah, because you did it one more year. Yeah, so yeah. this is my third season doing it. And for somebody that, you know, never liked – watching sports before it's I, I think I shocked a few people when I told them I was joining a fantasy football pool <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of fun it's like a new aspect of life that I never considered I would be a part of and so it, it's fun to kind of be like oh yeah I do fantasy football by the way because I'm I'm not the kind of person you would expect to yeah. be doing that and so it's, it's fun, fun to be able to take some things <laughs> <laughs> it's fun Whoa. to be able to talk to people about football too and Oftentimes, I think they're surprised with how much we know. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, this could be a whole separate 
talk, but like being female and playing in mm-hmm. fantasy football as well, like there's definitely less females. So when you find somebody else, it's a girl that plays fantasy football. It's exciting. <laughs> According to that very same Wikipedia article, 80% male. Yep. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. And there will be, I, I have had situations where I'll be, you know, wearing my Texans hat. I have a Texans hat cause I like the Texans. Um, <laughs> And I've had someone say to me, oh, did you know your team won the other day? And I go, yes, I know my team won. And it was the playoff game that they won this year. And I was like, no, no, I just wear this hat and I never watch the games, but I wear it because I think the colors look good on me. I just like the logo. That's why I I would wear a football hat. (laughs) Yeah, you just like the colors for the team. Exactly. Whenever I was in a place where sports was also on, and I was not in charge of the TV. I would just pick the one whose logo or colors I like. You best. know, that's an interesting point because I, so in the pool that, that we both started in, where you only pick the winners of the, the game, mm. um, I've known some people who do some strange things to pick their teams. There was one woman who only, who picked whatever team lived in, was in the city that she would rather live in. So if okay. it was Houston playing Indianapolis and she liked Indianapolis better, she'd pick Indianapolis. My dad, who was in it, uh, picked the team with the lower murder rate to win. Or the opposite. <laughs> he looked at the murder rates of each city, and whatever team had a, a lower or higher, I don't remember which one it was, he picked that team. And he actually won a week, one, one week picking like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> which just goes to show that luck can certainly be a part of it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and so, oh, yeah. you know, there's just... That would be an example of a casual fan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a very casual fan. More casual than us. <laughs> yep. And originally, I think when I first started, and I didn't know a whole lot, so the first few weeks, um, because after that you kind of get a sense of which teams are really bad and which teams are, are really good, uh, I picked based on what I who would I think would win in a battle. So if... If, if a Titan was facing a Raven, I would think that the Titan would beat the Raven, and so I'd pick the Titans. Now, the Titans are pretty bad, so they would usually lose, but I figured that out pretty quickly, but that's how I originally started. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I had you to turn to when I, with those first couple of weeks, yeah. when I had lots of questions, so I, I didn't have to play the, the fun games. That would have been interesting. Yeah. And I had people I could have talked to, too, but I chose not to, because I thought it was more fun to do it that I way. Mean, yeah. I mean, you can, you know, there and pour over every piece of news and stat and arrive at the same conclusion as someone who literally flipped a coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, two teams, so. But I mean, usually I'm I'm fairly low. I think there's about 70 to 100 people in, in that pool that where you just pick oh, the winners. Wow. And I started, I didn't win a week until my third year doing it, I think, or something like that. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah, there's a lot more people in that yeah. one than there is in our smaller. And this year, I was I was in third place overall for almost the entire season, and then ended up crapping out in the last two weeks and ended up in 16th. But it was still like you can tell that my football knowledge overall has just improved, or I got really lucky this season, which also could be a factor. We'll see how I do next season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if any of you three have ever actually like sat down and watched a football game before. I have. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was the Super Bowl, so it almost doesn't count. <laughs> you were just part of the cultural phenomenon in that, in that yeah. one. <laughs> well, there were people, there was lots of food, we were watching the game, I was asking questions about how the game works almost repeatedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I understood the principle of we need to get the ball from one end to the other. <laughs> there was a lot of nuance beyond that. Yes, yes lots of fouls and whatnot. The thing about football is that there's always a level deeper you can go. Which I think is the danger of fantasy football. Like, there's always another stat you can analyze. There's always you can watch film, and because I, I, my dad got me a book on I think it's like the eight games that changed football or something like that, and it's a book talking about you know pivotal pivotal games in football's history that changed the way the game um, was played. And so, like the game today is very much a passing game. Quarterbacks are hugely important, but it didn't used to be like that. There used to be a lot more running and and things like that. But there's always you know, you can look at it, you can just say, okay, they have to get the ball down to that end, and sometimes a guy breaks through and you go, oh, that was a really great run. Or you can be like, oh, they're in a nickel defense, and there's like, <laughs> blah, 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 and I have no idea what that means, but I know it's a thing. And, you know, and there's all this stuff, and so you can always learn more, you can always do more. Just that I find super interesting, like, the way the way the game is generally played over time. That I'm interested in. Well, have a book. You can borrow it. (laughs) There was, I think it was last playoffs. Not not being a football fan, I only see bits and pieces when really interesting things happen. I guess there was this case where someone did a play where they lost ten yards, but had invoked some like obscure rule and managed to like go from one end of the field to the other or something like that. It seemed like something out of a video game where it was almost a, a glitch. But I, I guess that's like an example of where, you know, there's always a level deeper. Yeah, there's. I don't recall that exact instance, but I'm, there's definitely. I wish I had could remember more, like even the teams that were playing. There's definitely some weird things that can happen. Like there is one game in Houston. <laughs> um, they were playing the Lions, and the rule in football is you you can fall to the ground and get back up and run as long as someone from the other team hasn't touched you. So you have to be down by contact. Um, and so one of our players had fallen and started running again, but he had clearly been touched by another player. Like, I think he tripped over him or something. Very, very obvious. And he ran all the way to the end zone. And the ref called it a touchdown. And in football... The rule is that every scoring play is automatically reviewed. So they go and they watch the film and they make sure they cross the plane and that he wasn't down before he gets into the the end zone and everything. And the Detroit coach was so angry that he threw a challenge flag onto the field. So that says, you know, I want you to review this. Like, you have to go look at the video. And you only get a certain number of those per game. So when they do that, it usually means, like, this is really important. Yeah. (laughs) However, you're not allowed to challenge an automatically reviewed play. <laughs> and the team that throws the challenge flag, if it's thrown illegally, can't benefit from the challenge. So it ended up having to stay as a touchdown because the coach threw the challenge flag, even though it would have been easily overturned if he had not done anything and just let the refs do their job. And that ended up in a rule change because it was ludicrous and there's no way that that should have been a touchdown. So they actually changed the rule for the next season. But 
that's the one instance I can think of where like crazy stuff can happen. Weird stuff. Yeah. Just a weird combination of things to see grown men like dancing around a ball <laughs> because they want it to go someplace or, but they can't touch it. Cause yeah. then it'll be dead. Like they're like tiptoeing <laughs> around it. That's usually the funniest part of yeah. any game is yeah. To see like these 250 pound men just tiptoeing around a ball as it bounces around <laughs> or the butt fumble. That was pretty funny. The butt fumble. That reminds me of... of, um, Oh, gee, before you get started, I want to know about this butt fumble. (laughs) (laughs) So, it was a few years ago, quite a few years ago, there is a quarterback called Mark Sanchez on the Jets. And he's not very good. And they were having a terrible season. Um, And just thing after thing would happen to them where everything would go wrong. And they'd just lose. And he, I think, had the ball and was trying to run it. And he ran into one of his own teammates' butts, and it knocked the ball out of his hand. And the other team recovered it, and it has become notorious as the butt fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows. Every football fan knows. Yeah, like fumble. you know the, the phrase. And even if you weren't watching football at that time, everyone's heard of the butt fumble. And it's just one of those things that everybody jokes about. It's part of the football culture now. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, I can't remember who the pitcher was, but in baseball, when a guy pitched and hit a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't, yeah, I don't really follow baseball, and I know about that. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, Seeing that everyone trying to not touch the ball reminds me of that that, that badminton game at the Olympics where the two teams realized that it 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 would would be better to lose. Beneficial if they lost. Yeah. Oh, God. So they're both just trying to play as poorly as possible, and then I believe they both got disqualified. Yeah, I think they got in trouble for that one. (laughs) (laughs) For not honoring. The spirit of the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned butt fumble as being something that's kind of part of football culture. I always find it really interesting hearing about things, like especially terminology and, and stories that are, are unique to different cultures. And since the two of you have only been in this for three to four years, I'm wondering what are some of the other terms and other things that people who are even more casual than you would not have picked up on yet what are some what are some things that you've picked up on there's one thing that's kind of i don't know if every fantasy football group has picked up on this but back when peyton manning used to be doing his thing especially last year he used to always say omaha when he's about to like you know about to signal like yep toss the ball to me i'm ready to uh, omaha all the time, and it drove us crazy. That it also you crazy. Okay, no one but else like, really cares. Drove me crazy, but everybody else was always like Omaha this, Omaha that, and like when it comes up, even this year, when now that Peyton Manning's retired, if somebody says Omaha in the game, it's like flashbacks. You know, it's just one of those things. And I don't know if every group noticed this or if it's something sort of outside our group. That's definitely like the first thing that pops into my head when you mention stuff like that is yeah. Omaha. Oh God. <laughs> and there's other terms like like pick six is um, an interception that's run back for a touchdown because interceptions are known as picks and six points is a touchdown, so pick six. Um, it's, yeah. And there's, mm-hmm. there's other just – it's hard to think of them. And yeah, what people might not know, but – Should have prepared a little, like, missed, missed PATs is a thing this year. <laughs> so they yeah. moved the – after a touchdown, you get six points, and you can either go for a two-point conversion – in which case, I think you start at the two-yard line and you have to get it in um, just through a normal play. Or you can kick a, a point after touchdown, which is known as a PAT. And they moved the line back this year. And for some reason, it's still like the, the field goal kickers can make these 30-yard field goals no problem because yeah. they're just chip shots. 
And the PAT is less than that. And they missed so many this year. I think there was a, there was one week where there was like 11, something like that. Yeah. It was insane. And it was like the most misses they'd had since the 1970s. Yeah. Like it was just a really bad day (laughs) for kickers. kickers. Yeah. And there's, oh, another joke. Never, never first round pick, never do a kicker. Never pick a kicker for your first round. And then this year with all of those, you know, PATs were missed. Everyone's like, oh my God, are we going to have to draft kickers in the first round? Like that's something that's (laughs) part of football culture. Now are important because they can't make PATs. Yeah, because it always used to be a joke like, don't pick a kicker in the first round. They usually go in the last round because there's not really that many kickers that are that bad. But apparently now there are. <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> the only intersection of pop culture and football that I remember in recent memory has nothing to do with the game of football, but is Plaxico Barres. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the name. <laughs> There's certainly no, something. like, no, the fact that he was in a club with his gun with the safety off in his sweatpants and shot himself in the leg. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting... And, I know there, I know there are some characters that occasionally... Uh, <laughs> Make their way out of out of the football bubble and into pop culture. I mean, yeah, Tim Tebow was popular for a while. Usually, it's for not so great reasons. Unfortunately, no, it's, yeah. it's usually <laughs> almost always for terrible reasons. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, one one um, of the things that we get a lot of our football from is a web comic um, called The Draw Play, and it's a fantastic comic. It's hilarious, and I read it every... He posts two or three times a week. Yeah, usually three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. And he often has very topical things, and so sometimes I'll read one of his comics, I'll have no idea what he's talking about, and then I'll go look up the news thing, and it'll be like, oh yeah, that is hilarious, (laughs) kind of thing. So there's always ways to get news in a more hilarious way. Yeah, in a different way. Yeah, web comics is one of them. Well, let's continue going around the horn to answer your earlier question. I've watched a couple of Super Bowls, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then any other football I've watched was probably over at your house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) While while this this interest was was growing. Yeah. Back back a couple years ago. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Z? I've only ever seen a few, like, I guess, select scenes from football games. But much like he, I spent most of them asking what was going on and how, how everything was working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that there there can be a lot of strategy and a lot of tactical decisions. Yeah, I think f- it's often plays. described almost as like a chess game. Like yeah. it, it's a very mm-hmm. in depth game for the the coaches and the, the coordinators, coordinators. Yeah, and everything. There's a lot to think about, and yeah. almost all of that you don't see as a fan, like, unless yeah. you. Yeah, it depends on how how um, intense you are in, yeah. in the fandom. But yeah, for mm-hmm. us, I mean, we we know certain we know certain plays to an extent. We can when the refs are signaling, like we we've learned some of the signals without having him you know say what they are. So yeah. there's a certain level there. But yeah, if there's all that stuff that's happening on the sideline, and I think people don't realize it's happening, and it's that's what makes the game actually. Really and and coaches will have a game plan too, and they'll you know when they're talking to the media they'll say like oh our game plan is you know to run the football and stuff like that, but it's way more intense <laughs> yeah. than that. And um, yeah, because the initial the initial like the initial impression of football is it's just men running at each other <laughs> and like smacking into one another, getting hurt occasionally. Something exciting happens, and that's true. But that's just when you don't understand how the game works. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then the first thing is like, oh man, they sure stop and start a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, and <laughs> especially if, if you're watching the last three to four minutes in a close game, it goes very, very slowly because there's a whole bunch of uh, things about clock management yeah. in football because you can you have timeouts and you can stop the clock, whereas after a play that ends in bounds, so a running play or a caught pass, the clock doesn't stop. It keeps running um, until the the next snap is set up and stuff like that. So you can watch a football game and they'll have four minutes left and you'll be like, oh yeah, it'll be over soon. It, if it's close, it's not going to be over soon. It's going to take probably another 20 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll be a while because they'll just constantly be looking for strategies on how to stop the clock so they can have more time to think about what they're going to do next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they'll, they'll throw to the sidelines and get people to run out of bounds or they'll call timeouts and mm-hmm. then there's the two minute warning um, there's always the clock stops at two minutes before the end of each half, um, which usually means commercials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just that so yeah. There's there's a lot of very deep complexity to the game, um, which you can either if you enjoy that kind of thing get into and learn about that, or if you don't like that thing, you can just watch the game and not have to think about that. Yeah, you know, you're not being paid to think about. Yeah, that. you know it's there and you respect it, but at the same time, you don't need to know every little play and what it means. If we yeah. had, if we had played football in high school and whatnot, then we would probably know a lot of those things, but we didn't, so yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, even even so, as fantasy players, um, do you feel like there's a similar level of complexity in the the various stats? that you watch for, for scoring and all that? Yeah, big time. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting stats out there. And, I mean, some of the stats are a little ridiculous. Like, there'll be stats where they say, you know, (laughs) Joe Smith gets, you know, over 10 yards per carry when the moon is in its, (laughs) like, seventh quarter and he plays a team that wears blue. And then you're like, okay, well, that's not really helpful. But then there's also (laughs) stats that are... Like, there's different ratings for players, and they're based on a culmination of all. So there's, like, a quarterback rating, and it's just a number. And I think the max is some weird number that has a percentage in it, or, like, a decimal in it. Like, it doesn't even make much sense, but it's a combination of their interceptions, their throws, completions, and all this other stuff. And then... Mm-hmm. And they yeah. just compile it all in one easy number. So if you're a more casual fan, you can be like, "All right, he's highly rated. I want him on my team." Yeah. But if you're, yeah, but if things are happening yeah. every week, you have to constantly be paying attention to what's going on. And, and the numbers are based off of, especially when you're starting out a new season. Those numbers are based on previous seasons. Teams have changed mm-hmm. since then. Coaches yeah. have changed. Coordinators have changed. So the game might be totally different for that player this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that there were webcomics for for sports stuff. Yep. Being oh, completely yeah. honest. Yep. There's there's a few I think I've seen like because he mentioned some other comics and comic artists and sometimes has guest comics on there. So I've heard of some other ones, but he's the only one I follow. Yeah, that's the one that we read, and there may be some other people in our group that read it, but we're kind of the two that tend to read it the most, just because it is. It's funny, and when you don't know about something, you can read up on it, and then you learn more as a football fan. And he seems to have a good opinion of things. Like, I almost always agree with him on things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there'll be something super controversial, and he'll have the opinion that I would have, and I'm like, all right, 
Yeah, like he's usually pretty, like he'll definitely have his moments. He also hates the Cowboys, which I enjoy. Um, (laughs) But overall, like he usually has a pretty sensible head about it. So the way it comes across in his comics is really funny. Mm -hmm. You said you had a fan of the week, is that right? I do, yes. Uh, You can try to find some interesting posts from like forums or message boards or what, what have you that... I, that, that either some of the experience or just completely out there. Uh, want to go ahead with that? Sure. This week's Fan of the Week comes to us from the Fantasy Football Reddit in a thread called, Would You Watch a Documentary About a Family's Fantasy Football League? It's posted by Fantasy Walrus, and this is the, the initial post, the original post, if you will. We have a pretty unique 14-team family league in its 20th year. The draft is like the biggest family holiday we have, bridging divorced sides of the family even. People fly in from all over the country to draft in person. We do everything manually with an email list serve. No Yahoo or ESPN setup, which during the season becomes like a bulletin board for all kinds of family updates. We also get into raucous debates about our rules frequently since it is a mini-democratic process to vote on changes, etc. We play for pride, no money buy-ins, and winning the championship is seriously priceless. People have been known to print up championship t-shirts for everyone when they win. <laughs> and I picked that because it just seemed like a, a window into the community-building aspect of fantasy football that I saw cropping up here and there as I was reading through things. 20 years. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one of these will just serve. <laughs> <laughs> probably just never changed it. But yeah, you can definitely see the, the community thing. Because again, like we get together every week without mm-hmm. fail. There's always somebody hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, yeah. it just becomes like that's football day. Yeah, and that's their family thing. That's yeah. how they spend time together. So that's... That's fun. Mm-hmm. I might I, wa- I might watch that documentary. It could be really interesting. Hopefully there are updates. It was posted I, over a year ago, and I don't know. Mm, no news yeah. about it yet, I guess. Uh, but, well, probably they're working on it, or kickstarting it. Yeah, it'll be the mm-hmm. next Netflix original series. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, did you see that episode of, um, you know, the, the, the league, but not that league? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I meant to ask, has it been a different winner every time? Like, a winner of the league? Um, we've only had it for two years. Like, our, our group? Yeah, our group yeah. has only existed for two years as it is right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, and so not too many winners so yeah, far. Last year, the guy who won was bragging a lot, and he lost the first three games of or matchups of the season, so we <laughs> made fun of him, and yeah. he never showed up again. <laughs> he, he, he came, like, two other times, okay. but, you know, but we was, made fun yeah. of him, and it was great. Yeah, because um, he was all cocky about it, yeah. of course. So then we picked on him, and then he ended up not doing so well at the beginning, so I think we hurt his ego a little bit, yeah, which, was, which felt conference. pretty good. Yeah, and then, actually something I wanted to ask as well, if if uh, trash talking is part of your league, because oh, it seemed absolutely. like that was a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I started the league 3-0, and and therefore was strutting my stuff and talking everyone else <laughs> down, because I knew I wasn't going to continue that way. I'm not very good at fantasy football. <laughs> and so I proceeded to lose the rest of the games, I think, except maybe when I played you. Maybe, like, two other games I think you won. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you were, like, you were... 
season started off so great. It was so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to trash talk because it's never going to last. So you got you to trash talk when you can. But we definitely... And um, Tom, our, our friend, um, who was also in the league, started off very well as well and was pretty impressive about it. And then he ended up coming in second last and just absolutely tanking for the last half season. It so was great. We were merciless. We, the way our, our playoffs ended up working out, it was like we had three people that, depending on how who won this game against who by how many points et cetera et cetera was going to actually make it into like the finals so it got really intense there for a time uh, Tom who is our league manager spent an evening coming up with these 16 different scenarios that could happen depending on who won and how many points they won by and you know it was affected by other games as well so that's that's you know league managers have to be a little dedicated yeah. so <laughs> but we made fun I, of him yeah. and rightly but so. we made fun of him yeah. absolutely yeah. I can't express how happy it makes me how, how low he placed at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, he, I was the worst person this year in terms of my team because I had a couple people, good people, get injured second week. So it just sort of totally destroyed the rest of my season. And Tom lost to me. So that says something right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the one who knocked him out of the playoffs too. Oh. Like so, so the way the league, our league is structured is that the last – Two weeks of the season, or the last four weeks? I think four it's, weeks. It's the last four weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, the last four weeks of the season are our playoffs, even though it's regular season football. Um, so we play, we split the league into either the losers bracket and the winners bracket. And because I beat him the week before the playoffs, Tom was in the loser bracket with us, which and then he lost <laughs> to me, <laughs> and it felt pretty good. Yeah. So um, absolutely, trash talking is has to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge part of it. <laughs> So, so, so the last thing we generally do is the spotlight where we uh, try to highlight a website or, or, or a group or something like that that, uh, that people may be interested in after listening to this episode. And if you're still not convinced that you might might get some iota of joy out of watching football after joining a fantasy league, then you can join something else which is actually recommended to be by Tom, which is oh, the Fantasy Movie League. Yeah, I knew that was going to be what you said. <laughs> The Fantasy Movie League is a fantasy sports-style weekend movie box office game where players use their knowledge and skill to pick which group of films will generate the highest gross revenue. So you're, you're drafting movies instead of players to earn you the most at the box office on a given weekend. Yeah. And that one's intense because it's all year round. It never ends, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just continuous all the time. <laughs> I usually get a comment from him every week about some movie. Like this week it was split and he was like, what? 40 million? Like what? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, if you're love- not a football fan, uh, it's certainly a good way to spend your time. If you're kind of want to get a feel for that. Yeah. Life as, soon, style. as soon as he told me about it, I was, I was like, Oh, that sounds like a really fun idea. Which means I just like my hatred of sports, just like, like reviles me from from fantasy sports league. So even I, if I joined one, I probably would enjoy it. Yeah, I know yeah. that I know that I would. But uh, the fantasy movie league sounds sounds fascinating. I love how you can get different points of data that mean so much to you, like how what a movie <laughs> earned over the weekend or how it does internationally, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantasymovieleague.com If uh, if you're at all interested in that. And then the last thing is uh, what you guys would like to plug. 
Uh, well, uh, as mentioned at the beginning, I am a booktuber, and for all of you going, what on earth does that mean? Um, it's a it's corner... It's made out of a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Um, it's, it's a corner of YouTube, because YouTube is a vast, vast place, and it's a community of pe- people who read a lot of books and talk about books a lot. So I actually have a uh, channel that I've been doing for longer than fantasy football. It's called Get Bookish. And I do it with one of my high school friends, and we post videos and about books that we've read, about books that we've bought, about discussions, and a um, bunch, bunch of different things in the community. And it's a really, like, it's a nice corner of YouTube. YouTube can be pretty ugly sometimes, but it's a pretty good corner. <laughs> so that's, that's what I do on the internet. <laughs> um, and then for me, I have uh, two main things. One is a, a blog that I write about different species of animals. Um, and I do it every week, and that's called Our Wild World. And the, the URL is Adlias Animals. We'll put a link to it in the, in the notes of this episode. Yeah. And then the other thing that I, I just started is doing an art business, so I do pet portraits and animal portraits and things like that. So I, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me at Adlias Art on Facebook or the Google. <laughs> so if you're interested in any of that, check that out. All right. And as far as we're concerned, do check out patriot.com slash the next cast. Why is that, T? Well, that's because that's where you can find out about all the different things that we've got going on. And more importantly, to us, at least, uh, you can help to support that work and to help us to continue to create it. Uh, for example, you can check out more of this podcast. You can check out Anthropological Arcade, which is our YouTube Let's Play series. Right now we're going through Tales of Fantasia, and we have other really cool stuff planned. And it helps us to support uh, our continued efforts for convention reportings, talking about other cool projects that fans are up to, uh, interviews with really cool celebrities like Tracy Moore, the English voice actor of Sailor Moon. So check that out, patreon.com slash the next cast. Or you can just go to fanthropological.com to check out our weekly podcast that you are listening to right now. Uh, and of course, there's our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at the next cast. And YouTube as well. And YouTube mm-hmm. as well. You can check us out on iTunes as well. Please subscribe and leave a rating and review. And that helps more people see us and listen to us and find out what we're all about. And if you have any feedback, Nick at the com is where you can send that. Other than that, I think that's about it. Thank you for being on the show, guys. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's been a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Next week on Phanthropological, we grab our beanbags and shout lightning bolt at the top of our lungs. That's right. We're talking about LARPing, and we have a very special guest on the show. So put on that Helm of Farsight you won at last weekend's event and watch for that episode. Yes. Yep. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Um, are you good with Laura and Rebecca? Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. No nom de plumes or anything. No.
any like anything in particular you want to be introduced as like youtube book reviewer or <laughs> veterinarian no, slash nanorimo winner i'm an artist but... <laughs> <laughs> Professional yeah. big No, wins. it's okay. We won't get like too cocky for our first <laughs> yeah, <okay>. podcast. <laughs> um, we will also at the end throw to you guys if you want to plug your respective things. Yeah, yeah. we can mention. Yeah, artist and <laughs> booktuber. <laughs> yeah, booktuber. <laughs> booktuber. <laughs> yeah, that's what the community is like. Booktube. So you're a booktuber. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, let me change. Let me change my introduction. Ha, 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 ha.